Are you a kiddo who dreams? Kinky dreams? Dreams of wearing pants like the ones you grew up with? Well, golly gee, dream no more. Kinky Dreams specializes in printing cute vintage designs of diaper prints, superheroes, and cartoon characters on adult diapers. These handcrafted pants will leave you feeling your full baby fantasy. If you want to get your grabby hands on one of these one-of-a-kind diapers, make sure to use promo code PLAYTIME for 10% off all Kinky Dreams products. Kinky Dreams, making your little dreams come true. Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsies Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pamps. I am your host, Newsy Baby. Um, I'm currently in a fresh pamp because I had a little friend over this past week, and I had Merman Little. Uh, he's on his he's on his California tour. He's making his way uh, up and down the coast. He started in San Diego and he came to visit me on his way up to San Francisco here in sunny Santa Barbara. And we hung out. We met for lunch yesterday, and then he came over to my place and we patted each other up. And like the little little like the littles we are, we were very mar- particular in how our tapes were done. I failed at the job miserably. He did admirably. Um, and then we went out to drinks in downtown, downtown Santa Barbara. Um, he was so freaking cute in his outfit. So I wore a Taika Bulls short all with like this space onesie that I super love. And he wore one of my old, old school striped ones. And he was so cute because he had this little backpack on and he was waddling down the street. He was so freaking cute. And then, and then he's a, he's a glutton for, you know, public humiliation because i as we were walking back to the car i was like so are you gonna drive us back home uh in just a onesie and he's like yeah and then i was like well i guess i'll join the party then i don't know he's he's super cute and then we went back to my then we got pizza and then we went came back to my place we watched luna and snuggled on the couch and squished around so it was super fun thank you merman little for coming to visit me up here in sunny santa barbara and 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 i'm excited to see him at diaper active which is this saturday at the bullet um in the la area so remember diaper active this saturday at the bullet uh five dollar cover charge um jam-packed episode today jam-packed episode we're going to talk about um minors and how how some ABDL accounts protect themselves, what you should do if you find yourself interacting with one or if you stumble across a profile. And I also wanted to talk about um, Little Space. Um, Merman Little is way littler than I am. He's a baby. I am not a baby. I am a, I am a responsible adult. Um, <laughs> and... and uh, I've just seen a lot of a lot of questions online of like how how do you get into little space and what does that mean to be in little space and so I bring in a, I bring on a special guest um, and they talk about you know how do you get into little space and their journey and they have a they have a really nice thing to say about how it's a, how um, he was able to relive his childhood by being in little space and how it's it's a very it's a very good mental reset for him. So I'm, I'm excited for this episode, so let's get into it. 
Recently, Steve Burns, who was the original host of Blue's Clues, posted on Twitter on about where he's been in the last 20 years, you know, since he left the show, because he was doing the show and then he left. And he basically said that, you know, he went off to college and he, you know, he did that and he accomplished some things. And the post, the Twitter, I, I never watched blues clues to be perfectly honest but i know of him i like i recognized his face and i thought it was just a cool post for you know people who watched blues clues as as a kid growing up and now you get to see like oh you know that host that you know did my favorite tv show he went off to college and he accomplished some things and and i it didn't phase me when when the video was posted until i saw one abdl account saying that um, saying like, why are why are baby furs and ABDL accounts posting on 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 this post? It's kind of dangerous. Uh, they said it's dangerous because it you know they're having direct contact with minors and vanilla accounts. And I do I do see that I do see you know if your account is public and you know you have diaper pictures on there and you've liked and retweeted other diaper and kink related content and you know someone's scrolling through the comments and they see your profile and they click on it now they're exposed to it so i get i i get where that account's coming from um i don't think the i don't think steve's post was meant for minors i think that that you know it was just nickelodeon junior was the was the account and yes that is geared towards kids but i think the post of itself was geared towards more millennials, you know, geared towards people, you know, who grew up with Blue's Clues. So I see both sides of the argument. I see, you know, yes, should should um should ABDL accounts post on, you know, vanilla accounts? Um I don't think so. But I also see that, you know, sometimes it do, sometimes, you know, that does happen because I mean, look back at the election, you know, there are some kink accounts that are very passionate about current events and very passionate about politics. And, you know, they were retweeting, you know, Biden and some Trump and, you know, Kamala Harris. So, you know, it does happen because, you know, that's what you're passionate about. So I did an Instagram poll because I just wanted to see, you know, where, where do my followers stand on it? So I wrote, was it wrong for ABDLs to comment on the post? 31% said yes and 69% said no. So a majority of people or more people said no to to it being not wrong. And I, I agree. I, I agree that, you know, I don't think it was wrong, but it does it does bring it does open up the conversation of, um, you know, how do you protect your account from minors looking at it or seeking you out or wanting to look at your content? So. I've had this conversation with ABDLs a bunch of times. It's a it's it's a huge topic, and I always get you know oh, oh my account is locked so that I can protect minors from seeing my from my contact. My account Newsy Baby is locked because someone convinced me like you know it's just safer if your account's locked because then you can then you can pick and choose 
who sees your content. So I wanted, I wanted to open it up to my followers. And so I did an Instagram poll and I said, should ABDL, ABDL accounts be locked? 47 said yes. And 53% said no. So basically half and half. And I got a lot of comments because, of course, everyone was like, well, I want to explain it. I want to explain it. And I was, and I was happy for people to explain it because I want to know. So a lot of people said, you know, it depends, on, it depends on my comfort level. Some people said my account's open because I don't show my face and, um, and I'm perfectly fine being out in the open. Um, other people said, you know, I'm locked because I like to pick and choose, you know, who my followers and I can vet them. But then another conversation that was brought up was, you know, minors will lie to try to follow you, right? I think, I think we all did it as kids growing up, right? We would go on to gay tube or something and they would ask like, oh, are you over 18? And then, you know, little 16-year-old self would say, oh, yeah, I'm 18, even though that's a lie. And you see it on Instagram and Twitter too, right? You come across a profile that, you know, it doesn't have an age, but, you know, it says like, oh, I'm a diaper lover. Um, and so you don't know that they're underage until they kind of slip up. I've, I've had that experience where I've accepted one person. And then when I was on their Instagram live, I was like, you, you are not, sir, you are not over 18. And so um, I blocked them. Um, a lot, a lot of people said that social media accounts need to have better age verification standards. Um, you know, verifying that you know you are over eighteen. But then that opened up a can of worms of you know if if these social media sites started requiring you to upload you know your driver's license or you know God forbid a birth certificate, would you still have? that ABDL account or would you still have that kink account because now you're because for some people they want it separated like for me I have a separate email for for my newsy baby stuff because I don't want the two accounts interacting you know I don't want I don't want like a slip up to happen so I think there would be a lot of ABDL accounts or a lot of kink accounts that would no longer exist if you know if social media accounts would need like a further form of age verification. So that so that's a slippery slope. Another person brought up, you know, there should be more education about sex and sex culture and kinks because then, you know, minors wouldn't have to sneak around on the internet looking for what they enjoy. Um and then, you know, a, another conversation that was brought up is like it, let's say a minor reaches out to you you know, they they found your account and they reach out to you. What do you do? Uh, so I did an Instagram poll on this and 92% of people said block them. Block them immediately. And then 8% said don't block them. Um, which I thought was interesting. 8% said don't block them because it seems like the majority of people on Instagram that I interact with, you know, they'll always post like, this person's a minor, you need to go block them right now. And an interesting argument that I've heard about not blocking them is that, you know, these minors will eventually come of age. And so are, you know, are once you block them, 
you know, you're not going to check back in, you know, a year or two and be like, oh, he's 18 now. I guess I'll unblock him, right? Like, you've officially blocked them before they've, they've even had a start to, you know, be able to be their own content creator, let's say. Um, but then I see also the argument of, you know, block them immediately because, you know, they've now, they've now put themselves out in the open. They've now exposed themselves. So, you know, sorry, game over. You're now officially blocked. Um, I, another person brought up that they don't block minor accounts because, you know, when, when a minor reaches out to them, they just say, hey, kiddo, or hey, um, I don't feel comfortable talking with a minor. Um, my account, this person's account is locked. So I'm not going to accept you, but feel free to reach out when they are 18. Which I think is a, is a more democratic way of doing it. You know, it doesn't it doesn't make the person on the other side of the screen seem, you know, bad about doing it. It's it's more educational. It's saying like, hey, you know, these are the standards. We don't accept minors in the community. Um, you know, come back when you're of age. Another person brought up, and I thought I didn't think about it this way until they brought it up, but you see a lot on Instagram people posting like, hey, this person's a minor. You need to go through your, your followers and block them immediately. And this person brought up that that now puts a bullseye on this minor's account for predators to now reach out to them. So I thought that, I thought that was interesting because I had never thought about it that way. I had never thought about like, because, you know, when people post that, you're thinking like, oh, they have good intentions, you know, and they pro and they probably still do have good intentions when they're saying go block these accounts. You know, they're just trying to inform the masses like, hey, this is a minor account be on be on guard. But this person brought up an interesting fact of like, you know, when you do when when you do do that, you are now putting a bullseye on that minor's account for then predators to go message them. I know that's not the intention, but this person brought up like, you know, that is a byproduct of what happens or that that is a possibility of what could happen. Um, I think, you know, what I've brought up today is definitely just scratching the surface of the conversation that I think a lot of kink accounts go through all the time. Uh, everyone has their own risk management and that is what they're that's what they're comfortable with and if you're just starting out i think you know i think it's time for you to sit down and figure figure out you know what are you comfortable with and what's your risk management Thank you, kiddos, for having that conversation with me. I want to switch it up now and talk about something a little more fun. Um, little space. How do you get into little space? And how do you know what age you are? Uh, so I brought on Mr. Little Dylan. Uh, he has a super cute Instagram account. Go follow it. It's at Mr. Little Dylan. And... He has all these posts about like how to get into little space and, you know, once you're in little space, what can you do? And so I thought it'd be really cool to talk to him about how does he get into little space and, you know, how do you figure out what little age you are? And so I brought him on, I brought him into Newsy's Nook and he explains to me 
little space. Well, thank you so much for coming to Newsy's Nook and talking about little space. Oh, um, of course. I guess the first thing I want to ask is how do you get into little, little space? Um, it always depends. I know everybody's little spaces is pretty different. Um, I have a caregiver, so that definitely puts me more into little space because I have her to help me get there. Um, before I had caregivers or in between caregivers, usually if I had a really stressful day or if I needed time to relax, anything like that, um, I would sort of be able to slip into little space just by simple things like watching a movie, a kid movie or a kid cartoon. Um, definitely going into the store and going to the baby aisle, that definitely triggers it. Do you, um, do you think it's required to have a caregiver or do you think people could get into little space by themselves? I for sure don't think it's required to have a caregiver. I know tons of littles that prefer not to have caregivers actually because it's just their space. It, they want to have like that private time to regress and you know, go, go back to a time where they felt better. And then what about... Um... You know, I, I always feel like it's such a daunting task getting into little space because, you know, I don't do it very often. I'm like, am I here yet? Am I here yet? Like, do you right, find right. it takes a lot of time to get into little space? Do you think like it takes five minutes or is it like a natural process that you just go through the motions and then there's just a moment where you're like, ah, I'm here? I think for me, it definitely differs. There are times where it just automatically happens like just like that. And then there are other times that it does get a little harder to get into it. I know some people go into little space even involuntarily. So anything could trigger that and they're just immediately in little space, no matter if they're in public or around people. But um, for sure, for me, it takes, I don't think I can involuntarily do it. Like, I think it takes a little bit of a trigger to help me get there. Right, like going to the store or watching a movie yeah. or like- Yeah, exactly. Um. Once you're there is, there, is there like something that you really enjoy doing in little space? Is there like a go-to activity you do or a go-to, um, I don't know, thing you might enjoy doing? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm very big on typical little boy stuff like cars, dinosaurs, um, really into construction. So my caregiver has gotten me a lot of construction toys and cars and definitely every time I'm in little space out like you can see me playing with a car or a dinosaur toys is like a big thing for my little space I love toys like any type of toy I'm really into toys like other people like coloring or watching a movie I know a lot of littles do enjoy toys but it's definitely more my headspace is more baby so it's all about toys is there a top toy that you're like currently obsessed with? Ooh, um, definitely the VTech cars. The VTech cars have their own ramps and everything. And they, once you turn them on, they have a magnetic track that goes, that only connect to the tracks and make noise only if they're on the track. They're, they're the best toy for me. Ooh, that sounds like fun. I like cars. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's really good. VTech has a great ton of toys for, actual babies and even little space because they they're not too babyish where you can't get entertained by them you know mm -hmm. but they're good they're babyish enough and they have that sense of like 
of toddler and kid. And they have to- so many toys that for like every age range that I definitely recommend. I recommend VTech a lot for a lot of littles. Oh, I'll have to check them out. Yeah, I've never heard. I've never heard of that. My, Target you... has them. Um, oh, they do. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, everyone loves Target. Yes. <laughs> um. So when I was going through your Instagram, I think my favorite post of yours is like a non-verbal guide because to me, because my partner isn't like an ABDL. I mean, he kind of mm-hmm. is a caregiver, but he's also a nurse, so I can never figure out if he's like caregiving me or if he's just treating me <laughs> yeah. as like a patient. But um, you have like this non-verbal guide of like fussing and whining. Do you feel like these non-verbal cues also really put you in the, into a little space? Oh, for sure. Um, my caregiver can immediately detect if I'm feeling little or slipping into little space because I do go nonverbal. And I've noticed that those posts and those tips really blow up because everyone, a lot of littles deal with that. A lot of littles completely go nonverbal. I say some, some things, some sentences, it depends on the age that I can regress into. But a lot of littles, even if they regress to the age five, they still go nonverbal because it's just... It's just their way of their little space. Right. You can't you can't talk like a baby the whole time. You know, the baby's yeah, not talking yeah. the whole time. It's just making <laughs> making noise. Yeah. And so I love I love your grabby hands. Cause to yeah. me, that's like the most little thing. Like I always feel when I do feel little, grabby hands is such like a little feeling. Um, yes, yes. And whining. I like I always pout. I'm a very pouty, yes. I'm a very pouty sassy baby when I become a little. And I, when I read your post, I was like, yep, that's me. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm always doing grabby hands, very pouty. I whine a lot. Aw. Um, what about your, what's your regression? What's your little's age? I am one to two. I used to be actually one to three. And there was a time where it wasn't that popular. It wasn't that big. I wasn't. I didn't know anyone else who felt this way. So for the things I did know that I've seen online, it was very small. So I still felt weird about it. I felt ashamed in a way. And I took a year off um, from anything ABDL, anything little space, anything like that. Right. Um, I threw out all my stuff. Um, Oh no, you purged. I did. I did. And I ended up, returning to little space only to be smaller because I had repressed that side so much. So being even two to three, I'd say I was always around three. And then after getting rid of that and repressing that side and trying to ignore it, I only came back smaller. That's why I think it's so important that everyone validates their little side and takes care of their little side, because if you have it, you need it. It's a great coping mechanism, whether it's age regression or if it's ABDL, it, and you can get into that space, it's a good coping mechanism, whether you progress mentally or even if you just put on a onesie. Right. It's such it's such a mental reset. I, I feel yes. the same way. Like when you when you've had a stressful week, something as simple as just like putting on a diaper could yes. like make you feel better. And then, you know, you just add like the sweet little toys onto it and the, the yeah. grabby hands and the cartoons. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, why spend a thousand dollars on therapy when I can just put a diaper on? <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, so I, I've always wondered what my, because people always ask in this community, like, you know, what's, what's, what's your age? And I can never figure it out. Did you go off of a, did you go off of a website? Did you, 
because you know we don't remember what we were like when we were one and three so right. how, how did you figure out that age because i can never figure out what my age so i always say middle because i yeah. like to be in control even when i'm in that space a little bit yeah i think that um there are guides there are a few guides that are float around i actually have i have a guide that i made that i don't have posted i should repost it because i think it is very helpful yes um, post it. i'll definitely post it on my story yes um there are definitely guides and when you, i i have i'm the oldest in my family so i've taken care of every baby i can and just knowing like the typical traits of like a one-year-old or a two-year-old definitely helps to know well this is kind of a one-year-old thing or this is kind of a three-year-old thing but I know I noticed that a lot of littles don't even have an age. They don't go by anything. They just do whatever they like. They like whether they feel bigger and they still want to have a pacifier and a diaper, whether that be like if they have seven year old traits, but they still want to have a pacifier and a diaper and baby toys. I don't think you have to have a set age. I don't think that it's necessary. I know a lot of littles do like to feel comfortable to have a specific age range so they know this is how they regress. But I'm definitely more open. I know my age just from experiences with actual babies and stuff. Um, but I definitely don't like to go by specific ages. Like if I'm little, I'm just little. It doesn't have to be a specific, you know, I just like to be small. Cause when you're small, you're not thinking about what, what, how old you are. So when you're big, it should kind of be the same thing. Like, yeah, I regress and that's it. Right. You don't walk around all day being like, I'm 28. <laughs> right. Right. It's like, no, I'm an adult. And so when you're little, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Cause I've never figured out my age. And so when people ask, I'm just kind of like, I am me. <laughs> exactly. I, I am me and I am doing me. And if you would like to come along and join me, great. Thanks. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, age regression. I, I, See, I always thought little space and age regression were like the same thing. So, so explain to me as a, like a novice, is there a difference between little space and age regression? Does age regression require diapers? Like what's going on there? I personally, it's a very, it's a very tricky subject because in, I consider myself non-community. I don't want to be associated with any community, whether it's ABDL or age regression, because age regression has a lot of stigma as well as ABDL does. I don't want to label on anything. And I think that should be the same for everyone else. Whether if it's, if it's sexual for you, yes, you should probably put a label on it if people don't want to be around not safe for work things. But if you're just, I, and I've been seeing that a lot lately, is a lot of people are coming out more non-community because at sometimes you could be doing age regression where it's non-sexual and then you could be doing ABDL and sexual. Um, I know a lot of people that do age regression are more it's more of a just a mental state rather than like age playing where you could have a caregiver but age regression you still have caregivers so it's like it, it's we're very similar age regression and abdl is very similar as well as little space i consider little space any little if you're a little whether you're abdl whether you're age regression you're a little i don't like separating anybody because i mean the world is already weird about um age regression and ABDL, we already have the world against us. So it's kind of like we have to like come in the middle somehow and just stop putting so many labels and so many stigmas and so many, like all of these things. I think that every little should just respect each other, come together. Like you're a little, you like, you like regressing, you're a little, you like diapers. You know what I mean? 
Right. Right. Yeah. There. Is, there is such a. It's. I've always. I was talking about this uh, last week, on how you know messing in itself has yes. a stigma, which I always think is crazy because like wearing diapers is already a stigma or already right. is already taboo. So why would you put a taboo on top of a taboo? Like, <laughs> like why can't right. we all just get along? Like you know exactly. Why can't like if it's not your thing? Okay, great. Um, you don't have to do it. But, you know, yep. that's my thing and that's what I enjoy. So can we find like a middle ground of just being exactly part of this same community or so to speak? Um, right. Like, I mean, I feel the same way with with anything within little space and with anything within these communities. If somebody if you don't agree with something that somebody does, such as messing or even using their diaper at all, then whatever, man, if you don't like it cool for you but still let's all have respect for the fact that we're still all little, we're just all babies that's just at the end of the day we're just all babies it doesn't matter the same with actual babies some babies like pacifiers some babies don't it's the same way in this in these communities right do you do you have a pacifier are you a huge pacifier person yeah i do i have about like 20 of them i i, I like um i like collecting them more because there's so oh. many kinds i mm -hmm. i rarely and my caregiver is crazy about it because we're always getting new ones. She doesn't understand why I don't use the ones I have. I collect them and I like, as soon as I get a new one, I'll use it like once or twice, but I never seem to reuse the ones I already have. So I have like a whole stash. That's so interesting. I feel like I'm collecting onesies because I have like right. 20 onesies, but I always wear the same two. <laughs> Yes, but it's yes, just that like me. enjoyment of like I have all these onesies. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, you're so when you were talking about like um, so I asked on Instagram like what people were interested, in, and I got this really interesting question, and hopefully you can help enlighten them. They said, as a daddy dom, I'm terrified of interactions with non-sexual abs. Um, when you go into little space, does it need to be sexual? And if it's not, like, what, does it need to be sexual when you go into little space? I don't think, I don't think so. I think everybody has, this is my big thing with my account, is that anybody could be a little, um, which means, like, a lawyer or a doctor, like, you don't know who's actually regressing into little space. I think that anybody can be a little within the same fact that anyone can be sexual, anyone can be non-sexual. It just depends on people's preferences. Um for me, my little space isn't sexual, but I know a lot of people that go into little space and can be sexual. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that necessarily. I think that it, whatever helps you, I think at the end of the day, whatever helps you regress and whatever helps you be happy is what you have to do. And you can't worry about what other people think. You can't worry about um, any of the stigmas or any of anything that's going on in the community. You can't, you can't stress over it. You just got to know what you like, say, this is what I like. And then you'll draw people to you that have the same interests. And if people don't agree with how you regress, or I mean, this goes for anything in day to day life is people don't agree with it, then those people don't matter. Right. If they don't pay the bills, they don't mind. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, no. And yeah. And, and of course, consent, right? Like, you know, Oh like yes. Yes. If, if you're starting to feel like if you're not a sexual AB and you know, whoever's with you is starting to get sexual. I think it's so important 
and it shouldn't and it shouldn't feel weird it, it, it's strange to me how like we live in this society where we're always saying consent and then we're when we're put in these situations it's almost a little bit shameful when you when you say like oh no i'm not i'm not yes. into that it's like we almost have to reteach ourselves into saying like no i don't want this i'm not saying no to you it's just i don't want that exactly yeah i think that's a that's a big thing is that I, I think I feel that I've had the same experiences where if some if, if sexual experience and something wasn't going exactly the way I wanted it to go and I wanted to say no, but I didn't say no because I didn't want to either ruin the scene or I didn't want to ruin that relationship with that person. And I think the same, it definitely goes the same for little space, especially because if you're a non-sexual little and anyone tries to be sexual with you and you don't stand up for yourself, that could, that could really tamper with your little space. And if it's a coping mechanism for you, like it is for most people, I think that definitely can put some damage on like your little side. Cause you have to treat your little side the way you would treat an actual baby. You have to cater to your little side. You have to take care of your little side. And like your little side is just as much, important as your adult side i believe and to be able to balance it and take care of both and still be able to do adult things but still be able to relax and be little is super important and i think that everyone should definitely focus more on that right it's that whole psychological trope that they always bring up like you have to take care of your inner child right like if you have yes if you have some issues in your adult life it's because you didn't you know you, you need to address your inner child and i and it's it's almost crazy that we that abdls in general that like that's what we're doing <laughs> like, yes yeah we are literally doing what therapists are telling us we're addressing our inner child we're just doing it in a very <laughs> in a very forward way <laughs> <laughs> yes um, I had another question on Instagram. Um, what happens if they can't turn, like, if there's such an in-control person where, like, you know, um, you know, everything that they do, they're always making the decisions. How do they turn that part of their brain off so that they can just enjoy um, being, you know, regressing and being in little right. space? Like, do you have any tips on, like, how do you turn it off if you're always in control or, or if you feel like you're always distracted? I feel like I've had the same issues. Um, sometimes it is pretty hard to get into little space. It's hard to enjoy that side of you when you know you have so many adult responsibilities to do. And there are tons of people, I think every little has experienced this, where they have what they call a little space block, where you can go like days or months or even years without being able to feel little or aggress or have any interest in anything little-wise. And my best advice would be to cater to that side, take care of that side, because essentially your little side is hurt and your little side, there's something going on there where you can't regress for whatever reason. So you have to dig deep and figure out, well, why am I not able to regress? What is happening? Is it because I'm too worried about all these responsibilities? Because if so, then you kind of have to kick yourself into gear and push yourself more to try to relax because- at the end of the day, your adult responsibilities will still be there, but your little space can end up leaving. And then you repress, and it's an entire mess. I, the best thing I would do, honestly, is the advice I give to littles who've come to me and asked if that they're having little space block. Whatever you like to do in little space, and you're having trouble doing it, 
do it times 10. If you like to color in little space and you're coloring and you're just not feeling it, get a new coloring book, get a new set of crayons, buy your little side or give your little side a new sense of a new topic. Like if you like watching Disney movies and you've been watching the same Disney movie to feel little and it's just not going for you, try watching a new Disney movie. See how it, you just have to kind of try new things because sometimes as actual children, your little side gets bored. You're like, well, we've done this. You know, I've colored this coloring book like 27 times. So you have to be like, well, how about we get a new coloring book? Let's see if that works. And it usually does. You have to do the things that you enjoy doing as a little and kind of just focus on that and be able to try to coax yourself kind of back into it. Right. That's so interesting when you brought up like your little side can get bored. I can totally see that. Right. Like, right. Like, I totally get that because sometimes, you know, you put like for a while I was just every weekend I would put on a diaper. And then I remember one weekend where I was like, I'm not into this. Yes, but, yeah. But it wasn't that I was shameful, right? Like I knew I wasn't purging. It was just kind of like I was bored and I was like, why am I bored? Yeah. And I guess you're totally right. Like your little side can get bored if you just exactly. do the same, same, same thing over and over and over again. Um, I wanted to bring this up. Hopefully it's not too touchy what happens if what do you what what's your opinion on people so for me i always get into little space by um getting high a little bit it just helps like get over the hump a little bit um is that fine like i think anything you gotta do you know like in moderation right like (laughs) yes yes I've definitely smoked before and then been little. Um, the same way it is kind of like when people like smoke or drink in order to like be able to have like really good sex. You know what I mean? It's like the same. I, I feel like it's the same thing. If you have to smoke or drink or as long as you're being safe about it. But if you have to do something in order to enhance that side of you and be able to get to that side of you, I'm totally for it. I know a lot of littles that really mainly will smoke weed and it enhances their little space and they feel even better than when they're sober. Right, right. Uh, another question I got is um, taking pictures. How much is taking pictures of yourself part of regressing? So for me, I always take pictures. It's almost like I, I need to do it once I, you know, right. put it on. Do you, is it the same for you? Do you feel like you have to do this whole photo shoot once you... What, once you've made it to little space? Um, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes if I'm in like a really good little space I'm, and I'm like, I should, I should take a photo shoot. This would be really cute, you know? A lot of my photo shoots I do by myself, but a lot of them I also do with my caregiver. So it's definitely the ones where I'm with my caregiver are definitely like peak little space. But a lot of times my photo shoots, I'm not even little. Um, a lot of times it helps to set everything up and be like, I'm going to take this little photo shoot. And then I end up regressing in the middle of the photo shoot because just putting myself in that surrounding and being able to capture it, I automatically get little because sometimes it's hard to be little and then take photos because sometimes your little side is like, I don't want to do that. You know, like, it's kind of like, right. You're so hypercritical of the picture that you take yourself out of the headspace. Right. Exactly. And when you do take the picture, you're like, I'm faking it. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Uh, I told, I totally see that. Um, 
you're very lucky that you have a caregiver to take your pictures for you. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. Um, when I went to Palm Springs with uh, my partner, uh, he took pictures and I thought it was going to help more, but then I was even more critical because I was like, oh, you're not a tripod. You're an actual person. So I want right, the picture to right. look like this. And then all of a sudden I was yes. like, oh, I'm out of the space now. Dang. Exactly. Um, it definitely, it helps to have someone take pictures of you. I've noticed a lot of, a lot of littles will be like, damn, I wish I had someone that could take pictures of me while I'm little. But it's also like, I delete so many pictures because my caregiver is great. She will act like a pageant mom. She'll be like, yes, like pose like this, do this. She'll stand on top of chairs and beds or whatever she can to get the perfect like angle. But after going through all of that, I'm just like, oh, I hate that. Oh, I hate that one. <laughs> so right. like most of my pictures that I do post are like from me taking them because only you know really like the right angles of like the best way your face is going to look or the best way that like your diaper can be shown. Oh yeah. No, I like, and I don't know about you, but like self image has always been like a constant struggle. And so taking pictures of me in a diaper, I've like grown to enjoy my own image a little bit more. Have you experienced right. that too? That like taking pictures of yourself in a diaper has almost like increased self-confidence a little bit. I don't know. It was crazy. And I've just noticed that the, the more times I take pictures of myself, the more the more I enjoy seeing myself, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So I'm a trans man. And before Little Space, dysphoria is so hard. Um, not knowing, like not feeling very boy in a lot of situations. And being trans and being able to be little and being able to be the little boy that I wasn't able to be is so healing for like my trans side. It's so healing for like my little side and seeing myself in like the most boy pajamas with the most boy toys mm -hmm. and like the typical cliche baby boy, like everything has helped not only my little space, but my confidence as a man and I'm like, well, that's like, when you look at some of my pictures, you're like, well, that is a little boy. You know, there's no doubt about it. That's a little boy. Right. And I've noticed that a lot of trans guys actually are littles. A lot of littles in the community are actually trans guys or trans girls because you get to relive a childhood that you didn't get to have as the gender that you are. And I think it's so important. I was very cautious about coming out as trans. For I've had my account since 2018. And up until only last year, I had come out and said that I was a trans man. I have been, I'm 24. I have been out since I was 16. So I didn't want anyone to know I was trans because now I'm on T. I've been on T for five months. But before that, I was pre-T. I was pre-everything. I didn't want to say I was trans. So people would be like, well, oh, yes, for sure, you're trans. And coming to terms with being like, listen, I am trans. I never realized how much it could help the community, the LGBT community within mm -hmm. the little space community, because everyone had figured I was a cis boy, just in a diaper, you know? And it was amazing to me because that helped knowing that like, okay, I definitely pass. Everybody thinks I'm cis, but for me to come out as trans and then be able to open up and say like, just because you're trans doesn't mean that like your little space isn't, isn't valid because it definitely 
helps so much with dysphoria, with anything, because people are seeing you as this little boy. You're kind of re... Me and my caregiver have this where it's almost like when you have a caregiver, they get to re-raise you. And uh, dealing with trauma, whether it be from like gender trauma or family trauma, anything childhood trauma, little space is definitely a way whether you have a caregiver or not to re-raise that like inner child in you. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely totally helped my confidence. It's totally helped my body image. Um, of course I'm pre-surgery. So I'm, every picture I'm like, Oh, my flat and my chest flat, but mm-hmm. it's definitely been so helpful that everyone is so supportive and everybody is so like, I didn't even know you were trans. Like it's definitely such a great feeling. And I take a lot of pride in being able to not only help every little and inspire every little, but I have a lot of trans littles come to me now and their little space is now helping with their confidence and their dysphoria. And I think that like little space is definitely something that is so important in that aspect. I love that. I love that. I didn't, I didn't re I didn't realize that, but you're totally right. Um, reliving a childhood that you that you didn't get to at first, but now you're exactly. able to being the person who you want to be. I love that. Yes. Um, wh- what about finding community? Um, you know, I always feel like it always feels like you're like you're alone, and then you look on the internet and you see like thousands of other you know little deals and stuff and you're like well there's none around me where have you found community um really like honestly being on instagram and being able to connect with so many people and reddit actually if you go on reddit oh i didn't realize it was huge on reddit uh reddit if you look up any abdl or age regression and then you have your location I never realized, so I'm on Long Island. I'm in New York. I'm on Long Island. There's so many people on Reddit that were just like, hey, I'm I'm here, blah, blah, blah. I'm here. And these people are like only like 10, 15 minutes away from where I live. Most oh. people that I know are in the, like, are in the city. Right. And I just expect people just to be in the city because it's the city. Um, but there's so many people that I've seen that are like, oh, I'm I'm here and that's 10 minutes away from me. And it's so crazy to me because, you know, when you go to the store and you're like looking at little stuff and you're like, oh, I really want to buy this, but I don't want anyone looking at me weird. Mm-hmm. You never really know what's helped me a lot is that you never really know who's a little, you never know who knows about it. Who's a caregiver. You never know like who right. also is feeling that way in the store is like, oh, this is so weird. And like, I'm standing next to them and we're having the same thoughts, but we, we think that, you know, neither of us could possibly be a little right right it it it, like when the abu hats came out that was such a like who would have thought that just like hats would have been such a game changer right but it's so true right like just seeing like the giraffe or the dragon it was like oh my gosh now that now that there's now there's like a piece of clothing i can wear out in the out in the world that doesn't exactly that doesn't give me away but totally gives me away in yeah, every sense yeah. of the word. It's kind of like it's kind of like a like a secret society where like nobody else knows what that symbol means. But if you have the symbol and you know what the symbol means, then you know that other ABLs and other littles are like around you. It's very cool. It's a, it's a very good idea. Right, right. No, I totally get it. I mean, uh, as an adult, I've lived in Santa Barbara, and I always feel like there's no one around. 
and then casually right. like you know you'll scroll through twitter and you'll find one and you'll be like oh my gosh like hi and then you have to then you have to try not to be as excited as like you right, really right. are because you're like i don't want to freak them out and so you're like hi <laughs> how are you right. but inner but like inner like inwardly you're like i just want to be your friend so we're not <laughs> exactly uh, I love that. I love that. Well, thank you for joining me in Newsies and Nook. Um, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Little Dylan. I also have a Tumblr and it's the same. It's the same at Mr. Little Dylan. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Of course. Thank you so much. Bye. You too. Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> all right kiddos well i'm officially soggy so i gotta go and change i hope you had a fun time in newsies nook today feel free to follow me on my social medias at uh you can find me on instagram and twitter at newsy baby and make sure to uh follow me on just for fans for my adult content little fun stuff over there and make sure to use promo code newsy baby at the playtime store a lot of fun a lot of fun new products coming out all right kiddos i gotta go see ya bye hey do you know how to read i don't know how to read but I heard Playtime has a new bi-weekly online kink magazine. It's called Playzine. Yeah, I heard if I knew how to read, I could read about different fetish lifestyles, events, entertainment, and news. I guess I gotta go to the Playtime website to practice my reading skills.